Welcome to the Without Limits podcast, where we break through barriers, revealing the keys to living an abundant life. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Anne-Marie. Okay, welcome to this week's uh, podcast. We're really excited. It's good to be back with our listeners. I know. This topic has come up a lot with people that we've been talking to, leaders we work with. Uh, this topic comes up and it seems to be a block for people. It's very important. This one is very important. And it is a barrier. Right. It doesn't so, need to be, but no. it is. And we're going to share today some lessons that we've learned and with people that we've worked with that have been successful. And we're talking about how our past can either be a prison or a palace. Intriguing. Mm-hmm. A prison or a palace. Right. So we're going to dive a little bit into how our past can actually keep us stuck. Mm-hmm. And to live a life without limits, to live truly an abundant life, we need to be able to move to our future with a clear vision But sometimes those stories in our past can keep us stuck. So we're excited to uh, to share that. Just right out of the gate, we just want to say we know that there are listeners that have had incredible uh, past experience that have been quite devastating that would be far outside of um, you know scope of this discussion. Right, exactly. Yeah, and we know that there's really great counseling to help work through some really devastating situations. Highly trained professionals. Correct. So this is for those stories that we seem to get looped in from past memories that were highly charged. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little sort bit. Sort of small and intermediate blockages. Exactly. Keeping people back from living the abundant life they desire. The simple things that uh, that have stopped them from moving moving forward, forging forward, and opening up the future that's in front of them. One of the things about our past is it's highly emotionally charged. We remember things or we have connection to things that have had a high emotional impact on us, whether that's a move, whether that's a job loss or a failed relationship, something like that that it's, it's, it's sort of, it's bundled together with a lot of emotion. It's highly charged. And that's what can make it a barrier. Right. Those, those memories, though, the highly charged emotional memories could be good memories. Somebody got married and you can vividly go back or the birth of a child. You can vividly go back right into that place in your mind, in that mind picture, in your mind palace. And feel those emotions. Exactly. They come right back up. But we're talking today about those highly charged memories and emotions that were negative in our life. But what I've noticed when I've worked with leaders and I've coached people and, and um, worked in corporate training and worked, worked with people who seem to get stuck is the stuckness was in the stories. Mm. So the, Interesting. Yeah, so the stories that we tell based on that experience Um, we kind of get into a loop, if that makes sense. So we can go back to that old story and we may feel really justified in retelling the story or staying in that story. But what's really happening in that story loop is that adrenaline that's getting released as we retell the story or as we replay that story in our mind. So can you imagine something horrible happened 
we keep telling people about it over and over and over. We feel self-justified because we were done wrong. Someone did something wrong to us, but it keeps us stuck. It's like watching a scene in a movie and it plays out exactly the same every time. Correct. But we're doing it to ourselves. Right. And it can be very, the very thing we use constructively in imagination, which we're going to touch on becomes destructive in our lives because we're because of that replay right have you ever watched a movie and you've seen it before and you think (laughs) i hope this time they make different choices it doesn't it doesn't work and that's what happens with people they are actors in their life they have a script we all are exactly we have a script that we're we're telling and replaying and what happens mark is in that story loop it becomes our identity it's almost like we go to our own audition every day. Right. We read the same script over and over. We present ourselves in the same way. It feeds back into us in some capacity. Right. And in that, we feel the sense of justification. Because oftentimes, you may have justly been wrongly done. Correct. But in that emotion, in that justification, it almost validates, yeah, I do have a right to be angry and mad. But the problem is, it's it's affecting us in a negative way. So we have this story loop. We're still getting the same negative results playing out for, as a result. And nothing and we, changes. And we wonder why. Nothing changes. Exactly. We're the same tomorrow as we were today. With that said, though, the memory is like a replay. Right. But we can we can use the same mechanism in reverse in the area of imagination and preplay. Preplay. So tell me more about that. Well, if, you know, when we go over our memories, when we go over our past, we are repeating something that has already happened. We can't change it. It's sort of a small area. We can't change it. We can't redo it. It has happened. But we have the advantage of being able to look forward and preplaying the memories that haven't happened. We can pre-play our future. We can make decisions today that can have an effect right. on our tomorrow, on our next year. Right. So it's we can still honor our past. Absolutely. Use it as, you know, something that we can learn through, but still pre-play a new script. Because it's a focus. Right. We can decide today that we can focus on the past or we can focus on the future. I had a big thinker say one time, I never I never forgot it either. He said, if you're driving in your car, you ever notice how big the windshield is? Yeah. And how small the rear view mirror is? Mm-hmm. Because you're supposed to spend the majority of your time looking at where you're going. <laughs> That's a good idea. And occasionally, you want to glance into the rear view mirror and, you know, and, and sort of make an assessment on right. where you've been. Uh-huh. It, it's important to know where we've been. But we want to have our focus on where we're going. We want to be looking ahead. So those are the two. The memory or the past is like the rear view mirror. It's small. You take a look at it occasionally and you can learn things from it. But the vision, the imagination is the windshield that we look through when we're driving. And we can chart a new course. We can steer that car and we can go to places that we decide as the driver that we want to go. We can decide our focus, in other words. I like that. Yeah, that's a really good picture. And that we don't want to live a limited. I mean, the past is very limited. If you look in that rearview mirror, it's a very limited view. 
-hmm. gives you a very, very limited view. But the windshield out the front, it gives you a very, very broad view. Right. And sometimes, you know, you can, you can, if you take the lessons you've learned from the past, you can see obstacles that may be ahead of you. You can make new decisions now. You can say, hey, I was down that road once. I've seen that in my rear view mirror. I don't want to, I don't want to. I don't want to right. replay that scene no. again. I'm smarter now. I'm wiser now, right? Yes. I've learned that that is a limiting view. I've learned that that's a limiting circumstance. That relationship or that business opportunity is not what I'm interested in. So I'm going to I'm going to avoid the obstacles. I'm going to avoid the barriers and I'm going to look for the clear roads that are going to take me to the direction the destination that I want to arrive at. Mm-hmm. You have a great story, Emery, um, of a very, very, um, of a situation that could have very much become a prison. You want to share Correct. that with our listeners? Yes, for sure. It was very impactful in my life. I'd worked in an organization for many years in a leadership role. Um, restructuring happened. Uh, after 27 years, I was, uh, my future was freed up. Oh. Yes. So they decided to free up my future and um, I lost my job. So after a long career and many, you know, incredible opportunities that I had in that workplace, I lost my job. A job you loved. I loved my job. I right. loved the people I worked with. It was just incredible. So that was that was quite a devastating not just for me, but for our family. It had a huge impact. And to be honest, just to share with our listeners, it took me about three months to come around because it was almost like I had PTSD for a moment. And even when I laid down um, and it got quiet, I would replay those last 10 minutes of my whole career there. So 27-year career, but it had been broken down into just a few moments. Right. So that last 10 minutes was so vivid now in my mind that I would see it in my mind. So then when people were reaching out to me, I would replay those last 10 minutes trying to make sense of it. And I found myself, Mark, getting stuck and almost creating an identity for myself as someone who had lost their job. So it took some real introspection. It took some some um, uh, some time to think about what is the story that I want to tell because that story was not helping. It was keeping me really down, almost depressed. So I had to redefine redefine that story. So what I did in that in that situation, I said, I am not going to let the last ten minutes of my career there to define me for the 27 incredible years. So I just started to focus on all of the people that I had worked with, all of the leaders I had inspired, all of the comments that I had, all of the performance reviews that were exceptional. So I started to focus and say, yeah, those last 10 minutes will not define me. It was very definitive. It will not define me. I am going to be defined by the impact that I had in that career. And that was a huge obstacle and a huge moment to realize I had a chance to retell my story and not step out in shame because I had lost my nope. job, but to decide how I wanted to move forward. And I have to tell the listeners, I landed 
in an incredible workplace after, in a higher leadership role, paid much more than I was in the place before, surrounded by a healthy work environment, and I'm thriving. Do you feel that if you had kept your focus where you were for that few months where you were where you were working through, if you'd kept your focus there, do you feel that you would have even been open to the opportunity that that presented itself? No, you're that's a great question because if I had stayed in the prison mm-hmm. and hadn't stepped out into that palace of abundance, that's right. I wouldn't have walked into that next job interview. I walked in like I am here. Like, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's funny because after that job interview, yeah, so after that job interview later, the three, the three women that were in the interview that interviewed me later told me that I blew them away, but I walked in and said, this is what I have to offer. And if I, if I'm a fit and you know, here I am and I'm here to serve. Well, the alignment that happened, but if I'd gone in in my prison shackles, Mark, and said, well, I'm just, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they did ask me about why did I leave? And I declared that story. I said, this is what happened. And I'm excited for the opportunities that I had there, what I learned. And I'm bringing that here. It's not your fault. The rope broke. Exactly. Right? That's a good one. Exactly. The rope broke. Exactly. I'm not there anymore. Um, no. It's interesting you mentioned that because I've, I've interviewed lots of people for jobs and et cetera. And I'll tell you without exception, the ones that you just, you know, you internally moan through the most are the people that are <laughs> applying for this job and you can tell they are still shackled right. to what happened in their last job. Good point. They haven't right. they haven't let go of it. They haven't restructured their thinking, reevaluated, mm-hmm. they haven't they haven't changed their focus. They just simply need a new job. Unfortunately, they haven't left their old jobs, the prison of how their old job ended. Right. And stepping into that palace. And we, and it's not, a, you mentioned it took several months. It's not an instant thing. There's nothing wrong with, we're human beings and right. we're emotional human beings. And we have an amazing memory mechanism in us. And it, you can't just turn that off. And Amory and I are not talking about turning off events that have happened or suppressing emotions no because you're going to bury it alive correct as a a great and i'll share i'll share a strategy that i used after this experience i did go on a train trip by myself to visit a friend in the states and i took my journal and i took um you know just stayed open and thought a lot in that quiet time and what i did is i rewrote the story in my journal and I started to look for themes. Mm. What were the themes in the story that kept coming up that I was stuck in that loop, like you said? That pattern of thinking. Right. The pattern of thinking, that script that I had, that I'm not going to lie, there was times I felt almost shame about it because I had never lost a job in my life. I'd always chosen the careers that I wanted and advanced in leadership. Working through the problems doesn't mean at the end of that thought time, you came out of victor- victoriously. Correct. It could have reiterated the issues, but you're still moving forward. That's right. So by journaling and thinking and looking at the themes, then what I did, and I'd encourage our listeners to do this, if you're stuck in a story, we're not judging, it happens. Look at the themes, rewrite your story, and distill it down to one word. Mm. 
Because if you can locate, and I'll share that word with, with you in a minute, what, what my word was, but if you distill it down to one word, that monster becomes very small. And you can look at it and say, yeah, that's exactly what it was. I can, I can overcome that. So I'll tell you my, I'll tell you my word after all my journaling. The word was, and I didn't know why I was stuck. I was betrayed. Mm-hmm. I was betrayed. So the loyalty that I'd put in, all of the work I had done, I felt betrayed. So then I could look at betrayal and say, well, what is betrayal? What is that? And then I started. How much to, control of betrayal do you have? Exactly. Very little. Very little. So then once I named it, oh my God, the light, I felt light. The train all of a sudden felt to go faster. And then when I got to my girlfriend's house in, in Ohio, I shared with her and she, her face just went, that's exactly right. And then I could let that go. Of course I would feel betrayed. That's what I, I should, but I don't have to keep retelling the story no. to validate no. the betrayal. Right. And you can. You can take that and say, move past it. Or you can say, like, it can be a prison or a palace. Mm-hmm. And getting rid of one word was, is a lot easier than looking at the whole scenario running it through from the beginning to the end over and over and over instead of just looking at one. Do you find that built in you a determination? Because what I've found in the past is whenever I've overcome something, whenever I've had a barrier or an obstacle, I've broke it down, like you said, take the time that often it always takes time to move through it and to get to the answer. It's not a simple math equation. It's not a two plus two equals four. There's a there's a long math equation involved in it oftentimes, but did you find, and I find, that it builds a determination and a resolution in you. Right. And a wisdom, a wisdom that, because you can you can be honest with the parts that you played, the roles that maybe you contributed, and you can be so much smarter the next time to not engage in that type of movement or energy have you found that yeah and i love that you said determination because i think that would that would be what sort of came out of it after part of it was some forgiveness that had to happen forgiveness Forgiveness for the people vital right for the people that they were just doing that work that they had to do in restructuring leadership uh the forgiveness for me for a part that i may have played in in whatever scenario it was that was a big part Um, So the other thing that I was determined to do, Mark, through that, that determination that led to once I revealed that word betrayal, was to learn from it. I didn't want to repeat a pattern. I didn't want to go through. So I really took the next part of my journal was, what could I learn through that? Why was betrayal so impactful for me why what am i working through related to betrayal so then i just had to do some more work so the determination like you said was to learn from it but then the determination was to to land in um a career that i could still thrive and that led us to starting uh to starting our business as well as entrepreneurs so that determination was we want to have multiple streams of income because i don't want my family to go through that again yeah, you have to be you have to be open to the fact that you know we have to play a vital part in our focus, and that includes income, that includes our jobs, that includes every aspect of our lives. You mentioned something as well about forgiveness. Do you find? I mean, 
I've often heard, you know, it said, you know, forgiveness is for the other is it's it's not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. Mm, I've heard that too. Like a prison, I mean, oftentimes mm-hmm. a prison is really built with the walls of unforgiveness. It's blocked together with unforgiveness. I think I've found personally it's very hard to move forward from any situation, whether it be circumstantial or a hurt, without either forgiving myself for maybe a decision that I made or involvement that I had. And at the same time of releasing the other people, in your case, it mm-hmm. was a betrayal and it was real. Yeah. I mean, if, if it wasn't real and if it wasn't serious, you wouldn't wouldn't require forgiveness. Right. right. So. Correct. So do you find that forgiveness plays a huge role, both in forgiving ourselves and forgiving other people, yeah. regardless of the situation? Because it becomes a burden. And without it, I feel that we keep ourselves in that prison. So without the forgiveness, and we, it keeps us, the for, without forgiveness, it keeps us in that story loop. Because you were betrayed. Correct. So you can, at that point, you can either say, okay, I'm going to hold a grudge. Right. Or I'm going to forgive. You, you really don't have. And again, it's the prison or, or the, the palace. palace. You really don't have another choice. Right. You can hold on to it. Yep. Or you can let it go. And if you are holding on, you have to think, what is it? How is this serving me? It's not. What? Right. It's not so. But in the time, it feels so real because the adrenaline and the emotions and yeah, they did that. You feel justified. Absolutely. So we want our listeners to move into that palace. You don't want to move into the palace still shackled to the prison. You don't want to move into the palace with your prison guard still hanging on or your cellmate. We want you to look back and say, that was an experience. I was in prison. It was real. It was real in the rear view mirror. But now I've moved into the palace. I'm sitting at that table of abundance. I'm living without limits. I'm in the palace. And I have forgiven and I've learned and I've figured out that story and I rewrote the script. And I'm taillights in the night. That's a good one. My hands are on the steering wheel and my foot's on the gas pedal. And I'm looking out the front window and I'm looking at a broad focus and a new vision. Right. And in the script, if I could just share one thing. In the script, you decide, do you want to be the star of your show, of that play, of that life? Or do you want to be a supporting cast member? Mm, and the supporting good. cast member, if you know in movies, sometimes they're, they're you know, the weaker person or the one they laugh at or all of those supporting cast. No, the star, we want to be the star. So if you, if we move out of the prison, we're going to rewrite that script and we're going to be the star in that palace. We're going to be the king or the queen sitting in that palace. Be- That's great. Because we've we've moved past. We are living without limits. We're living we're living an abundant life. So I want to thank our listeners uh, today for for tuning in. If you want to continue this conversation about this topic, head over to Without Limits Podcast Facebook group. Or you can uh, message us personally on livingwithoutlimits.ca on the website, and we'd be happy, uh, happy to engage with you. Thank you for coming along today and um, moving from the present to the palace. The Without Limits Podcast, where we break through barriers, revealing the keys to living an abundant life. Your hosts have been Mark and Anne Marie. 